always got pixlexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast. It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated. And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever you get your podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com. We're going to talk about a legend today. Legends? Legendary. Is this part of our legend series? It sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Legends. Um we we recently talked about the Festival of the Arts yeah. going on at Epcot. Uh and so I thought it would be fun to talk about a legendary Disney artiste. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's one that a lot of people are familiar with, whether you know it or not, you already are familiar with Miss Mary Blair. Oh, yeah. She, um, her name gets thrown around a lot at Disney because she's iconic. Yeah. Uh, her style is very recognizable. And she's when we get into the small world that, lady, right? Well, thanks for blowing that ah. up. But yeah, uh, when, you, when we talk about her style, you'll know very clearly her style when we talk about the things that she helped design. Mm. Uh, and that's a great thing about, uh, specific artists is that they have very specific styles that make them super identifiable and you can look, look at it and go oh that's a mary blair mm. and once you've seen it you can see it crop up in other places uh with mary specifically right it's exciting uh mary was born in 1911 oh wow so long time ago <laughs> Um, back miss mary blair and she started out wanting to be a watercolor artist watercolors are a very specific style of discipline that uh takes a lot of finesse to get right i'm not great with watercolors mine tend to bleed everywhere don't they uh some some they do it with purpose the people that know what they're doing oh uh my watercolors just tend to smear on accident right because i'm not great at it because honestly the art is like the it's a lot like the ones you get as a kid almost. Yeah, those dry little pancakey kind of things. They're not much better than that, it seems like. Uh, I have some higher quality ones that I have used, and the pigment is greater in some oh, okay. watercolors. Um, obviously, the ones that you give kids are kind of non-consequential, which are easier to clean up and things like that. Oh, that just makes sense. But the higher pigmented stuff, I think... Uh, Stain the it's heck a little out bit of better. Your, yeah. Stain out of your stain all your carpets. Stain things. <laughs> um so she started out uh wanting to be a a independent artist, right? I yeah. think most artists think that they are going to do that. Right. Uh it's difficult to do. It's uh, like the only way to be an artist, I think, right? Like there are not many people that I are I mean, I guess other than Disney. There are professional artists that do things for sure. Uh but everybody, most artists, I think, have their own vision, and and you you don't want your vision compromised. You want to draw what yeah. you want to draw, kind yeah. of thing. Um, but unfortunately, things don't always work that way, and especially for Mary Blair and her husband, also was also uh, an artist. 
during the Great Depression. Oh, geez. Very difficult to be an artist. <laughs> Not a lot of people spending money on art. So they went to work for Disney. Oh, lucky them. Yeah. Uh, she she was not overly thrilled with it because once again it was not her art. She uh, was in the ink and paint, which means she had to trace other people's art constantly. Wow, which was not her thing, yeah. for sure. Um, and what's interesting about her story to me uh, is that she quit. Oh, she really? quit Disney in 1941. She quit. Wow, she turned 30s and said, "I'm out, y'all. You not no more of this nonsense." She said. <laughs> Um, which I think is interesting because in a lot of cases that would be the end of her Disney story and we would lose her yeah. to history from there. Uh, but the great thing about Mary is that her style was very uh, outstanding. Right. Uh, people saw her personal work and thought it was really interesting. Uh, and some of the people that thought it was super interesting included Walt Disney, who saw her personal work and thought that she had a, a very... Uh, unique voice when it came to her artwork how funny and then he and then she's like hey i used to work for you and he'd be like really <laughs> <laughs> see and i believe back in the day he probably would have known her even in passing he would have known her because the, the 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 studio was pretty small okay uh so i think he probably would have known her at least a little bit yeah um that's nice to think what a, a great thing that happened for Mary is that the government asked Disney to make some films. Oh, right. And in order to uh, better make those films, they sent a group of people to South America to look around at the culture and the artwork down there. And for whatever reason, Walt thought, I'm going to call up Mary, who used to work here, and ask her to go down and do this Wow. exploration okay so he sent mary blair and her husband on the trip to south america huh um if you've watched i believe it's saludos amigos uh, -huh. uh you can see the group getting on the plane and you can actually see mary blair on the train on the plane heading to south america i'm totally gonna go back and watch that scene yeah now. i want to see footage of miss mary miss mary blair uh she uh, helped work on uh, Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros, which were the films that came out around that time. Oh, uh, yeah. And she um, she said that traveling down there helped define her style even more because she loved the bright colors that people used. Yeah, I can see that. And she had a great time down there looking at the really bright colors. Um, and so her style changed a little bit to the point where she did heavy color blocking where she didn't blend her colors it was just heavy block color right and um it again defined her style even more to the point where people could point her out and go for sure this is a mary blair for yeah. sure and yeah so disney brought her back on after that point as a concept artist wow because of her great new style that she developed so no longer working in animation no well yes she worked in animation she worked as kind of uh, as a concept artist which means she would do paintings that would evoke the feeling that they wanted uh, -oh. uh she would do color studies to see how the characters should look and things like that um she worked on cinderella she worked on peter pan um wow. 
uh, Disney, after seeing her style, decided that they could make Alice in Wonderland because it was such a fantastic kind of world. So if oh, you, I can see that. If you watch mm. Alice, it's very Mary Blair. Mm. Pay attention to the coloring uh, where there's not a lot of blending. There are big swatches of color. Um, yeah, and sometimes even like color on color. So there'll be like two shades of green that are right next to each other. Right. It seems like. She would. She was not afraid to put con- contrasting colors right up against each other. And for some reason for her, it worked. And she'd do like a lot of designs in it too almost like square triangles like they'd be very like, graphic kind yeah, of with geometric kind of things and like the orient the yellow square would alternate all the way up and stuff right yeah it's it's a gorgeous style that goes to show that drawing a quote-unquote super realistic object isn't always what people are looking for yeah there are great there are a great many people that celebrate different styles which is thank goodness a great thing yeah, because we had, we sure. got Mary Blair for it, and it's you know the problems I think though was that Mary Blair's style is very flat. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, mm-hmm. You don't get a lot of Depth. movement. <laughs> yeah, and so when the artist would look at her art, they're like, "Well, yeah, we can take the colors and maybe the general shape, but we we need to we need to round this. We need to blend these things, you know." And so I think that was probably frustrating for Mary Blair specifically to, to say, Ooh, look, this is my style. And then for ha- have the artist go, well, we can't use that, uh, though, you know, because they need, they need figures that can turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Where hers true. tend to be very flat and a 2d kind of style. <laughs> she would do great on the logo movie or the Lego movie. Ooh, yeah, that's right? true. Um, interesting thing about Mary, she quit Disney again. Hmm. She quit Disney in the 1950s after doing a couple movies. Uh, she sounds like an artist. She does. <laughs> We're so temperamental. We really don't like being told no. Uh, your your creative criticisms are not welcome. Right. You know, I don't. Uh, this is all me. I'm not assigning this to Mary. I'm sure Mary was much better at it than I was. Um, and so. She quit again in the 1950s. Again, a moment where you would say, this is where we lose Mary Blair to her personal art style and her life after this. But it's not where we lose Mary Blair for the Disney thing, which is crazy to me. She quit twice and Disney keeps on bringing her back. That's crazy. It's great. I'm so happy for her. I'm happy for her. Yeah, because the the best is yet to come. Right. She she has even more of a legacy after Alice and Cinderella and Peter Pan um, because in the 1960s, Disney is working on a World's Fair. Oh, yeah. They've got three projects in full swing, and then they're requested to build another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on a very heavy time crunch and Disney Walt remembers Mary Blair and says that would work great for this thing that we want to build, which is it's a small world. Aha, there we go. There it is. <laughs> so in the 1960s, Walt brings her back on to design small world um, and everyone that's been on it now knows exactly what Mary Blair's style looks like. Yeah. It's very children's book illustration. Um, people have, have said, well, it's interesting cause it's just a bunch of flat cutouts in small world. 
Yeah. And it is. It, that is 100% her style. Especially a Disneyland version. Yeah, where it's just flat, full pieces of color that are turned into shapes of things. Which really, when you start thinking about like the 50s and 60s, that's what I think of is that type mm. of artwork is all of it back then. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to find out that she was like the artist that helped motivate a lot of that. Very influential in the 60s style. It feels like it. Yeah. Because that's what it feels like when you ride the small small world and stuff and you see the two-tone sun spinning around in such a way. Yeah. You know, um, that feels very 60s to me. Mm. And um, yeah. Even when we did the patch, when we did the um, patch that was designed in the 50s style for JJ's Cookie Company. Yeah. You know, that was very block heavy color saturation. Yeah. Um, and so we basically stole her ideas without even I totally knowing. stole Mary Blair style. Totally didn't even know we were doing it. Sorry, Mary. <laughs> I don't know that I did her style specifically justice because, you know, it's Mary's style. So it takes a lot of work to try to emulate her For style. For sure. And it's all the 60s. All yeah. All the 60s for that Beautiful style. stuff. Lots of color. If you're a fan of color, Mary Blair style is definitely for you. Yeah. Um, but it's also not, uh, oddly enough, it's not probably her most well-known work for a lot of people in Florida. Oh, okay. Which I think is interesting because Small World is iconic. It's in every park around the world. Oh, yeah. Basically done in her style, you know. Uh, but for people in Florida, and this, you know, links back into another podcast that we talked about uh, this week, uh, the Contemporary Resort. Oh, um, it's very, uh, sterile yeah. for lack of better term. Uh, it's gray and flat and they weren't overly thrilled with the overall look that, uh, they were going for. Obviously they planned it that way, but they needed to soften it up a little bit. Okay. And so they asked Mary Blair to do a mural in oh. the contemporary resort, which is incredible because it is. Let me make sure I have my numbers right. It's 90 feet tall. No way. This mural that she did. Wow. How up. tall was she? <laughs> 90 feet. That's cool. uh, It's a mural of the Grand Canyon that you can still see in the Contemporary Resort. Um, it has a five-legged goat on it, which people love to point out. Interesting. I'm not sure if she did that on purpose or if it was an accident, but huh. it has a five-legged goat in it. Maybe once a tail. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're all feet. <laughs> uh, but I just thought that was so incredible that this woman uh, basically did this whole mural on wow. her own. It's a 90-foot tall, huge mural in the Contemporary Resort. I wonder if we just go walk through and see it. I'm sure we could. I mean, they let people just walk around the resorts, right? Yeah, that's true. They do. Yeah. So I would be interested to look, go and look at it. I've seen it on film. I've seen it in pictures and mm. things like that. And I'm pretty sure they sell like postcards of it. Okay. That you could just get the whole thing on a postcard. Yeah. I'm not 100% I'll sure. I'll have to Google though. it. Um, and then uh, we did lose Mary Blair in 1978. So... um unfortunate right she's you know but that's the but way life goes the great thing about it is that her style like i've said is iconic and shows up all over the place uh but it's continued to be used even further on you can see her influence in like monsters inc at the beginning they have all the doors 
Uh, oh yeah, that's very Mar- Mary Blair esque style. Very true. And they've started releasing a lot of merchandise with Mary Blair style art on it. And I'm trying to decide if now that I'm thinking back on it, I'm wondering if it was like archive work that they that she had done, or if it's somebody mm. else doing work in in her style. Well, the great thing is, is you can really go back and look at her uh, her concept art for those specific movies that she worked on, like Alice. Oh, yeah. Uh, and things like that. And I believe that they do sell prints of her concept art. Uh, it's gorgeous. Fun. It's it's a fun style. It's something that I think uh, is unique enough that she's instantly recognizable, but it's also something that is accessible to yeah. people. You can look at it and go, okay, I can see how they painted that. And if I wanted to try that, I could do that. You know, her, her painting style is vibrantly colorful and very simple as far as, um, the, the overall image. It does almost invoke like a coloring book style image Mm. where you would just fully color in the block. And then some of it almost looks like it was made with a protractor and a ruler. Yeah, in some ways, very straight. But then there are there's a lot of freestyle too, obviously. But I would almost say it's almost like a a modernist impressionist style, where it's very minimal as far as uh, subject, but then it's there's nothing very concrete and specific about it. It just has the suggestion of these looks, which is fun. It's a fun art look in my opinion yeah and her name's great good for her like right and i hate to say it i was researching her and i forgot to write down her husband's name i want to say it was joe but don't quote me on that but it's it's interesting to me that mary blair has gone down in disney history as an iconic artist while her husband i i could not tell you what his art looked like Right. Uh, it should be something that I look into, honestly, because it'd be interesting to see. But good for Mary for kind of just forging her own path. Yeah. In a time period where not a lot of women were just forging their own path. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it wasn't a time period of women going out and doing their own jobs and things like that. Yeah, during the Great Depression and everything else. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was especially unheard of for women to quit and be asked to come back multiple times. Yeah. Uh, She obviously had an attitude and a point of view that really helped spur on at least Walt Disney's imagination, which is It's a phenomenal thing to think of that this woman was able to influence so much, even while stepping in and out of the Disney company. Yeah, it, if nothing else, it gave us, um, I mean, it, gives, it gave us a lot of things, but the, to bring Alice in Wonderland to life, because that is a really abstract movie in so many ways Yeah, that I could see where it would really play very well into that. And the other thing I think is really interesting is like when you look at the front of um, Small World, especially in Disneyland, where it is so cool, the outside image of it, mm-hmm. that is very blocky and it's very, but it's all, it's all basically white and gold, you yeah. know, so it's only a two color, it's only a two tone but it's very, um, yeah, it's very graphic yeah. and it just looks incredibly cool. And I totally think that thinking about it now, I think that is what uh, inspired the outside of that building. 
For sure, yeah. I believe that when they did put it in Disneyland, it wasn't Mary Blair that actually designed the outside. I believe the people that were working on the actual attraction tried to emulate her style Yeah, as much as they could. It does feel that way. Very geometric shapes, very color blocked. It's great looking. I wish they could figure out something better to do with uh, Walt, with Magic Kingdom's building, the outside of their building, you know? Mm. Because they do that on the inside, but it'd almost be fun if it was like, almost like the dioramas that we were talking about earlier this week, you know, that you'd like walk through and in. Mm. Maybe that's what they were trying to go for with that look when they built it because you do walk behind the vaccines yeah. and stuff, you know? Yeah. But it'd be fun if they brought that all the way out. Maybe they do maybe it does do that and i just never really thought about it i really feel like the fantasy land in walt disney world is built more to try to get people in out of the rain and sun <laughs> it's a little bit less we don't want you to see the, the outside the at facade all. is a little less than i think the the disneyland facades but you're right once you're inside it's all merry from it's a it's a jolly holiday with mary once you're in there right you know that's right um but if you haven't seen a lot of Mary Blair's work, I suggest you go look at it and enjoy it. Uh, and then when you're watching your favorite Disney movies, look for her influences because they are everywhere. Uh, but it's like I always say, find your own style and own it. Follow my perfectly sculpted two finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.